must be Monday. I at top. Lawrence Plaza calling in live from Ocean City, joining uh, the Wiz. What's up, bud? How you doing today? We're doing good. Well, How's maybe not so good. I mean, we're doing good. The Phillies aren't doing good. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, uh, we're going to have Mark, our our first official podcast fan, as we call Mark, contacted us two years ago, uh, sent us a text, and has been a loyal follower of the uh, Speaking of Sports. Will be joining us. Uh, Mark's got a lot of good things to say, um, so he'll be joining us in about. 10 minutes, I guess, right? Yep, just about. uh, Doesn't it feel like we're stuck in quicksand with more of team? It just doesn't seem to change. Even when we get on a good run, uh, win a few, um, improve in certain areas, doesn't it seem like we always drift back to the middle and we're just back to kind of, you know, 500 plus a little bit Yep. but not playing the type of inspired baseball that a good team, a, a playoff quality caliber team should be. It doesn't feel like that, does it? No, it really doesn't feel like they're that caliber playoff caliber team. I guess the uh, the entire thought in the Phillies clubhouse is just get to the playoffs and hopefully they get hot at the right time like last year. Yeah, it's true that they're definitely giving up hope as far as catching running Atlanta down. You look at them, and their lineup seems to get, I count the 500 slugs since we don't have any. And that's rare, by the way. I went back in Philly's history. Philly, the qualifier was criteria with Philly's history of 500 teams and try to find a team that didn't have a 500 slugger. I mean, you got to slug. you got to have extra base hits. We know that, right? You're not going to win with all singles. Um, and it's hard to find. So our high slug right now, you got the board in front of you, is probably like 457, something like that. Uh, that's incredible. That's that's incredible. Whoa. It's it's. I mean, yeah, it's bad. There's there is no power on the on this team. Man, um, I don't remember the exact number you said, but the high number is Brandon Marsh at 456, which I, th- I think is right where you just said. Yeah. And if 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 if, if this is crazy, if before the season, someone said, I don't know, what is it, 75% done right now? They said, right. what are the odds that one of these guys isn't going to lead in slugging, and then they named you Kyle Schwarber, Bryce Harper, uh, got Trey Turner. Remember, preseason, we thought about Trey Turner, or even Alec Bohm. The, if you said one of those guys, no, it's going to be Brandon Marsh leading the team in slugging. And it's almost hard to believe, but he has six triples. He sneaks them in there. And, yeah. um, you know, 19 doubles, which isn't the leading by any means, but he has some triples. He has seven home runs. And he, the thing is with Marsh, too, is uh, it's kind of all all over the place. It's a little bit of each one there. That kind of, I guess they're really kind of how he gets them there. But if you remember early in the season, Brandon Marsh had, I think, two triples the first, I want to say, week of yeah. the season. And that's kind of kept his slugging a little bit elevated the uh, the entire year. But he's still leading the team. And, JT's close behind him at 448 and Casty at 444. But I mean the concerning number, really concerning number is Harper. I mean 407. That's, that's the power strain. His power, power right now the is power strain. Yeah. If right now this is not only the lowest of Harper's career at 407 slug, it is considerably like the lowest of his career. Oh. I mean last year he was 500. 
Two years ago, he was 615. When he won his first MVP, he was 650. And yeah. 650, that's the equivalent of 40 homers, 40 doubles. Right now, Harper is 407. I mean, through 70 games, call it half a season, he has five homers. And th- call pedestrian. So yeah. you double this, and you have 10 homers and 32 doubles, and maybe give him a few more for an extra 15 games or so. Yeah. That is not by any means impressive. Uh, his power is just gone. He's still hitting for a good average, but the power, where where is it gone? When you look at Atlanta's lineup, I mean, I'm rounding off here a little bit because they got guys at 497, but their first six are averaging 500 slugs. I mean, that's the comparison you can do right there. Atlanta's got six guys averaging 500 slugs. We are top guys, four through seven. Stop right there. I mean, whoa, really. I mean, and the point you made about Marsh. It's funny, I used that on the radio side with asking. I said, if we were having dinner before the season, yada, yada. I said, and you had to guess, at this date, the one guy that would have eight, I used OPS instead of slug. I said, who would be the one guy with the 800 OPS? And he said, he'd take a lot of guesses before he would say Marsh, and that's your one guy with the OPS. And that'll drop. He'll dilute down. Marsh won't, won't increase. He'll dilute, obviously, like most hitters do, but he will for sure. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it, it, it's when you look at the overall composition of the team and say, okay, where are we after 100 games running? Here's what you can say. Now, there's other things that compensate back in a positive way, obviously, but here's what you can say on a negative grade. We don't hit home runs. These are all well below league average. I'm not using the exact numbers. We don't hit home runs. We certainly don't walk like 26. We're horrible defensively we're terrible on the bases and now we strike out way too much that number's inflated now we were league average or better than for most of the season and now we've increased yesterday 14 strikeouts in 10 innings so we're starting to strike out again like last year at an alarming rate so when you say no home runs don't walk bad d bad on bases strike out too much you have to compensate back with a lot of factors to have a team that's above 500, right? Yeah, you got to do the little things right. You got to field. You got to run the bases. And uh, if you're not doing all that right, it's gonna it's gonna be hard. And right now, the Phillies aren't doing either of those other two things. So if you're not if you're not putting up the power numbers, you're not bailing yourself out of the games like the Braves do, and they're struggling. They always come back and they have that two run homer somewhere. If you if you're not gonna have that, which the Phillies don't. Uh, then you got to do everything else right to win games. And we saw yeah. yesterday. I mean, I don't know what happened with that play and right. We'll, we'll table it for a few minutes from now. Yeah, but, we'll get yeah. yeah and that's just, that's just the problem with the Phillies. And if you actually look at their high leverage batting averages and power numbers, which is basically saying what is the team doing in situations like extra innings, like a bottom of the eighth, late in the game, important moments. The Phillies, I believe, I'll, I'll pull it up in a bit. I think they were worst in baseball with home runs in those types of situations. Um, which just means wow. you never, never this year have seen that clutch three-run home. Remember that Harper Grand Slam? Was that a year ago or a couple of years? I can't even remember yeah. when it was. We're not seeing that by anybody. Right. And that is a big problem if you don't have guys coming up in the clutch. And you can say it's going to revert to the mean and, you know, these guys. Well, maybe they're just, I mean, we're all human beings. Mental, mental, mental pressures is a, is a real thing. I mean, you get in your head you know, mentality-wise, 
And for whatever reason, this team right now isn't hitting in those big moments. No, it doesn't. It's it, it's the pandemic. It, it, it's been that way for five years. Hitting with two outs runs a scoring position. Um, it's a thing now that the team doesn't do it. We also look, and we'll talk about this with Mark a little bit, but I mean, our manager has insisted for the entire month of July, which is 100 bats, one-sixth of the season, uh, on Cassidy, Schwarberg, Turner at the top. And here are the July numbers. Cassidy, I mean, these are horrifying. Yeah, the podcast listeners are right now going to faint, so you better take a, get a cold uh, compression there. Here we go. Cassidy, 162-194 on base. So it's batting average and then on base percentage. I wouldn't even mention 497 OPS, okay? Uh, Trevor is just fixed all season long at 181, 307. And by the way, the typical Phillies fan has been brainwashed to accept that uh, as, an, as an acceptable norm. It's okay. It's okay that Trevor bats 181 and leads off because in July, he's on base percentage was a lofty 3 of 7, which is ninth on the team. Well, that's wonderful because once he gets on, he's a human plug on the bases for a guy in back of the Turner who's 20 for 20 in stolen bases. So let's ensure that if he does get on, you know, the objective is to get on while Turner in back of him running nowhere. So that's a mess. And then there's Turner who batted 216, 262. So if you add that all up and divide, our Top three of the top four hitters batted one eight in July, and that was her batting order. And you don't think it's the manager? Well, that's a that's a good question, and that's something that we'll be asking Mark. And I'm going to get Mark on the line now. Yep, let's dial and, him up. Uh, while I'm yeah. dialing up, I was looking up the numbers in the meantime. The Phillies are have 11 home runs in the high leverage situations right now. That's that's dead dead worst in baseball. Um, well, yeah, that's real. Yeah, the Braves have forty. D backs have thirty. It, it's wow. it's kind of a trend. Forty. Yeah, Braves have forty-two high leverage home runs, which is wow. insane. I mean, it's that's every night wow. for the Braves. They come back home every two games. They have a huge home run, which is just yeah. remarkable. How good! But that when you say is. last in baseball, you're worse than the teams that don't hit home runs at all. Yes, like the, uh, the yes. Marlins and the Mets don't hit home runs except yes. for Alonzo. So, unbelievably, the Phillies have no ability to hit a clutch home run this year. The Nationals are ahead of us with 18. The Marlins have 17. The Oakland Athletics have 16. Yeah. Um, And you can see the trend. I'm naming kind of bad teams at the bottom, and the good teams are more or so at the top. And um, it's just, we just don't do it. We don't hit clutch home runs. Maybe that's the topic for Mark, the power outage. Yeah. What the hell is going on? Hey, Mark, good morning. Hey, good morning, bud. Morning, Mark. Yeah. And Chuck. Everybody good? How's the family? Oh, everyone's good. They're all taking a nice little family walk, and I'm in here in the yeah. office. Beautiful. All right, so how are we going to solve uh, the power outage? Chad, give, give uh, Mark the stat that you just shared with Podcast Nation. This is just, this is really compelling. Just share oh, that boy. with All right, so we're looking at high leverage statistics. So again, that's the point of the, the big moments in the game, or the high leverage scenarios. And we're talking about how the Phillies don't have that big two-run homer, three-run homer this year. It's just not happening. So we pull up the numbers, and we see that the Phillies are dead last in baseball in high-leverage home runs, which they only have 11 home runs this year in 800 plate appearances. 
Uh, meanwhile, you have the Braves, for example, who have they lead the league with 42 home runs in 140 less plate appearances, and the Phillies are just dead last in baseball. We have no, we're just not hitting that big home run mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, and that transcends throughout the team. We we were saying, Mark, before you joined us, that mm-hmm. the overall composition of the team, we don't hit home runs. This, this is all below. Uh, MLB league average. So we don't hit home runs. We don't walk. It's getting worse, by the way. <laughs> we have always had the bad defense from game one, mm. and that's static. It's not getting worse. It's not getting any better. It's, it's static, but it's below league average. We're bad on the bases. That's been bad all year long, and we strike out too much. But that's getting worse now. <laughs> the last uh, the last month of the season. So you know, if you have to compensate back for those numbers, and that we are pitching. You know, we talked about the top of the lineup, Cassie that 162 in July, Schwarber 181, Turner 216. So Arts, three of our top four hitters, bat at 180 in mm-hmm. July, and yet he keeps rolling at that same lineup. You think the manager's a little too patient with these guys that he's kind of plugged in there all year long? I would think so. I, I don't. I don't know what it is. Um, everything you've told me, it's all bad news. <laughs> it's so frustrating. <laughs> I, I, I think the thing that stinks is we have all these big, big money players that are not producing, and it's maybe we're like a little stuck. And yeah. I, I just don't know what. I think he keeps changing things, which is okay. Change is a good thing, but it, I think it's just causing too much of a problem because look where we're at. Yeah, what do you think of him pulled Sanchez? Just to switch gears oh, well, do you want me to talk medically? Do you want me to talk medically or as a coach? Because yeah, I can do well, both. Ahead, for you. Have at it. Yeah. Have okay. Because I, I, I was I was red hot. I was more red than Ricky Bo was afterwards. Right. Because right. here's the thing: as I was, I've been a head coach. As a head coach, if my player looks me in the eyes and he says he's good to go, he's good to go. Right. And and that's what that's what was said in the post game. Christopher Sanchez said in his own words. You know, he had his translator. He he said, "Yeah, I I would have definitely been okay to stay out there." And yeah. Thompson goes, "Well, 15 more pitches away. All these." in the future references, dude, let's live a little bit. All right. And if, if I'm a, if I'm a manager and I have a guy looking me in the eyes, that's my ball. I want to go back out there. You're, you're hundred percent. I believe in you. Thompson believes in other things more than his own players from what I'm seeing. And for him to be pulled 73 pitches. So what if he was sick? He still went out there. Going out he, exactly. he still went out there. If he's that sick, go to the hospital. Like, what is this? Like, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I come from a different thread, like you guys. Like, this is not. This is not okay. Well, he should have been out there. So, are, yeah. are, is, does that mean we're seeing Thompson morphing in in a sense? Because when he came in, he didn't seem like the guy who's going to rely on these analytics and stuff like that and get all out there. And so, why would you pull a guy with five no hit innings? And he, yeah. I, I, he said he had 15 pitches left. And yeah. I said, but who, but who told you that? Like, yeah. like watch your player. Joe Girardi right. looks down rather than looks forward. And now Rob Thompson is doing what Joe did because he spent wow. all that time with Joe. Here we go. It's like we rehearsed it. I, I was, you could hear me uh, mumbling as you guys were talking. I was saying uh, Girardi. Uh, you know, exactly. Why don't we start burping these guys and give them a bottle? So, it's so yeah. frustrating. You know what would have been a good pushback, guys? When he said the 15 pitches, Maybe a real uh, quick-thinking uh, uh, reporter media guy would have said, well, let's see, Coach, if he's got 15 bullets left, <laughs> that's twice as many as he just used in the last inning 
Right. You know, two pitches. Right. And, and, you know. and what he did, he got a, a two pitch out. Now, this is interesting. The next guy he hits, Gonzalez, but if you have the replay, not, it's a strike. Gonzalez leans over the plate. And mm-hmm. when it happened, I called that. But mm-hmm. they called the attention to it. But right. you look at the ESPN pitching box, which is darn accurate. I look at it all the time. It's a strike by a bit, by a full ball. Mm-hmm. And then he has a five-pitch double play. So I don't have a problem with this last inning of eight pitches. And he's got 15. No, he made pitch two innings. It's the pitch for right. I don't right. hold Joe Reynolds and the Cutchins. Right, the 1927 Yankees. This is right. third third time through. David Wells, Irish. Yeah, so. David Wells threw a perfect game. Hung over. He was <laughs> he was vomiting alcohol for four innings. <laughs> and Joe yeah. Torrey's like, "All right, you must have had a good night. Let yeah. these men be men." Yeah, as you said, he's got a tummy ache. Well, if he's got a tummy, a tummy ache, ache. How's he having no hitter? A Who's tummy fun? ache. Right. Uh, you know. You know, uh, it, it, I mean, it, it could be it could be the low moment of the year. It, it was wow. the lowest. It was the worst weekend ever. <laughs> it was horrible, horrible it, weekend of baseball. It, it was the worst Phillies game played this year. Mm-hmm. The defense, the out, mm-hmm. the back Saturday, back to back to back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not errors in the book because they're giving everybody a hit now. Yeah. But the Chuck, polls, Chuck, you'll appreciate this, Chuck. You'll appreciate this. My wife was away for the weekend for a beach trip, and I was watching the game with my four-year-old as my youngest was sleeping, taking a nap. And I said to my son, my oldest, I said, Jack, I'm going to teach you something about a, a Philly fan. What we do is we can already see the ship sinking. Now, we're not going to get the rescue boats because right. that's, that's gasoline, that's effort. We're going to sit there and watch. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean, Dad? It's just, I like we're that. winning right now. We're winning, but we're not going to win. He's not like, what does that mean? Yeah, right. And I was right. Yeah, it's a tonic. It's an old-fashioned cologne. Right. You know, I just, you know you're going to wash it on. You're not going to smell real good at the bar, but you know you're going to put that old spice cologne on. <laughs> Chuck, I knew we weren't going to win yesterday after the first pitch. I just knew. I just knew. You felt it, right? Uh, yeah, we're going to have the Pirates take the series from us. How did we lose the Pirates? It's just unbelievable. Strikeout 14 times again. Uh, uh, I mean, hats off to uh, Harper, who obviously is not himself. We all know that. Something's but off. He figures out a way to keep the bat and average, you know, around 300. Get on base, around 400. Throw it. You know, he's leading baseball going into yesterday. They never say it. Why don't the game announcers uh, say going into yesterday in the in the eighth and ninth inning, Chad's talking about high leverage. Harper was leading baseball with eleven eighty five OPS. Wow. He, he hasn't made it out in the ninth inning for like wow. the last month. Oh, he's been in the put cater. He got a hit he's he's been an impossible out the last month. Adjusting Knowing he's not going to hit home run there, but he, he he'll he'll contribute that that tough single or double, you know. And that's why they need you guys. No one knows their stuff. We need you guys. I didn't know that stuff. I got to be honest with you. When I hear uh, Thompson talk, um, I sometimes wonder if he even looks at the basic stats, not the analytic stuff all spread out. You think I put? I sometimes wonder. Because the way he says stuff, like, oh, it's July for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on, coach. You're saying that July 25th. 
He's batting 181 in July. Oh. I sometimes don't think, I think they look at the macro macro. I don't think they look at what's going on right now. I really totally don't. Agree. Totally yeah. agree. Totally agree. Totally agree. So, Bud, how are you going to solve the problem, Bud? I don't, I don't know. I mean, you hope Trey Turner makes a comeback. You hope that the Phillies pull off a miracle on the trade deadline and maybe get some type of hitter. But if that doesn't happen, then you're kind of stuck with you know you, the cards already dealt. And you, at that point, you I think Trey Turner is a huge, a huge factor. You need him to have to turn turn things around. Yeah. yeah. Uh, are you going to get it at this point? I mean, I always say 100 bats, uh, you know, 100 games in. That's that's longevity right there. And they got, you know, 60 left, 100 in. It can change, but it, it doesn't often get much better. It can, get, it can elevate itself a little bit, but the big turner now is going to hit what? You know, two, 265, 270. I mean, we're all of a sudden having 300 August and September. You know, that's the stretch right now. Cause his attacks don't look good. It's one thing, mm-hmm. you know, to uh, not be making a comeback offensively. But his attacks don't remind anyone of he's about to turn it around. You know, he's out in front. He's waving the ball down and away. He called the sweeper now. Uh, his, same thing with Castellanos. How can he look so bad now? I mean, mm-hmm. he's absolutely looking brutal. You know, you can throw him off the plate. With two strikes, he's going to get wide, try to pull it, try to go with it, and swing and miss. You just feel it. You know it's coming, right? But, I mean, that's the MO of this team right now offensively. And meanwhile, you know, the year that Marsh has Chad said and Stott have had, you know, Stott, he's been unbelievable. You know, 354, 414, 945 in July, right? And we got the guy batting six a lot. Where do you guys want to see him back, guys? Oh, listen, if I'm making, well, you know, when everybody's bad, then we can throw the, the names into a hat. It really doesn't matter. But right. it, when the lineup should have been made right, which and, and that didn't happen, you know, Scott's in my top three, him and Harper, and just, there are fixtures up there, you know? Yeah. And, and, and another guy that I would have left up there all season long is Paul. I think he's, I think he's proven to be a major league hitter. You know, mm-hmm. leave him alone uh, and put him up there. Now they get, Wrapped up into the right, left, or the right, left. They do, but you know the stats show, Bud, that, that Chad, that the a lot of the lefties hit lefties better than righties now because of the spin rate and the type of pitches you're throwing. It's not true to form like it used to be, you know. Uh, but the, you know, Thompson swears by all that stuff, but. You know, I just think it starts wrong with Schwarber batting leadoff, and then he stayed with Turner too long. Uh, yeah. Put anybody, put anybody that's hitting up first. Put Scott first, then put Harper second. And it sounds like you got first and third a lot to me, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, and they miss Hoskins, Chad, right? A lot they miss Hoskins. They, they really do miss Reese. They miss that consistent power in the lineup. But to give you an example, and this is why Stott should be a leadoff hitter, uh, his batting average against righties is 304, and mm. traditional speaking would say it should be higher than his batting average against lefties. A stats a lefty, but his batting average against lefties is 310. So call it even, but the, the fact that he's hitting 310 against lefties is a great sign, but that's what you need as a leadoff hitter, a guy who can hit both, who can get on base 30% of the time, th- actually 35% of the time on base percentage, reliably. And and that's that's all it takes to get on base and let the guys 
drive you in with power. That's where Schwarber should be behind him or Harper or Cassie. What you can play around with the lineup at that point, or even Marsh with his OPS where it's at. But and we have there has to be a change in the leadoff hitter, and I've kind of given up on the argument because it just seems like it's going to be Schwarber for here till forever. But I think Stott is a perfect leadoff candidate. You could say he needed time, but he's proven right now this year that he is a reliable hitter. He's going to be a very solid MLB hitter. And in my opinion, we've seen more than enough to get him up at the top of the lineup. Where it's a little bit self-defeating is if when you have, this is how I would approach as a manager playing the Philly. doesn't make it right, but this would be my philosophy. <laughs> if Schwarber is going to bat leadoff, and he's a prolific forty to fifty home run hitter pretty much every year. Then I'm going to I'm going to allow for the home run. But what I'm going to do with Schwarber with Turner being hit, I'm going to actually pitch around Schwarber a little bit. I'm not going to give him a competitive at bat. If I walk him and I get to Turner, I'm okay with that. If he's at first base with one out, I can survive that inning. But he didn't take me deep. Now let's reverse that a little bit. Let's put Stott first, Harper second, whatever you want to put. Then uh, if you want to put the Schwarber third, of course, it doesn't matter. But when he comes up and there's a runner on or two runners on, can you now pitch around him and walk him? No. You're not going to, not going to load the bases, right? No. So the protection, a long ball hitter, gives the guy the lineup in general. Look what Judge will now do to the Yankees lineup. Just just. You know, benchmark where they were before Judge came back yesterday or Saturday and see where those yes, all boats on an incoming tide. That's what one really good hitter could do protection wise. So I'm going to use Schwarber's 50 home runs to protect the guys that are hitting good. And when he does hit that home run, he's got two guys on. That's, that's my thought process as manager of the Phillies. Our guy feels. Totally differently than I, that I just articulated to you guys, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it becomes, it becomes a problem. Now let's talk about the pitching. We're all satisfied with the pitching, right? Uh, well, I, 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 th- I, I think I'd be happier if we came out with some starter after tomorrow, after 6 o'clock p.m. But, you know, I, are we going to do that? I've heard nothing but just Adam Duvall. I've heard Paul Goldschmidt. Come on. I've heard of Tommy Pham, but I haven't heard of, like, Eduardo Rodriguez. I'd love him from Detroit. Right. This guy's out there for sure. I look yeah. At rotation now. And I, I am okay with it. I know we're not going to start five guys in the postseason. Uh, I True. think, you know, hey, listen, if uh, Wheeler look, just looks like he's at the apex, he looks absolutely dynamite. Not only we've had disappointment, but also take his, his duration. If you're going to get into the seventh inning every game, uh, you know, three runs or less. I, I can live with that because, you know, starters nowadays aren't going six, seven innings. And then when you look at the rest of the pitchers, you know, Walker and whatnot, they've done okay. I'm, I'm not troubled by the starters. And the bullpen was the best bullpen in baseball in July. When you look at, you know, Kimbrell can be shaky. For the most part, he's been lights out. You want to get the big guy healthy. You know, he's talking about lights out. I don't care with the bullpen, too. Overall, I mean, their pitching is way, way above major league average. I can live with that without any changes. Uh, if you want to, uh, you know, spruce up the lineup, are you going to put Schwarber on the bench? No, mm-hmm. right. We agree on that. They're not going to set him. 
So then where are you going to put everybody? And why isn't Rojas Chad playing more in center? I mean, that's a great question. I mean, I know they both had an error this uh, in center this weekend, but look at the one that Marsh had, which would technically, I think it was a triple. Um, but that's, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Marsh has proven time and time again to me that he's not a good center fielder. He needs to be in left. And we've seen enough play out of Rojas. Yeah, he had that little error. But again, kind of fundamentally a pretty basic play. It's not like it was something silly like you see Marsh do. I don't think we'll see Rojas do that a lot. I think it was more of just a one-off. Um, he needs Marsh needs to be in left and Rojas in center. It makes the outfield way better. And But I don't know if, if that's what it, it, what it will be. I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know what the Phillies are looking at as analytically criticized as they are to not see the big, numbers that jump out on paper that say it doesn't support Martian center. Yeah, you're right. The play yesterday was, un- it was you know, the car commercials always say we are professional grade. <laughs> the play yesterday was not professional grade. No. We don't see major league center fielders. I don't think Willie Mays did that once in his life. Now, never, never. Center comes in and dies for a shoestring and gets fine. We can all live with that, right? But mm-hmm. that ball to get by Marsh it's impossible. It's not possible that you're going to play the ball that way. Um, I mean, instinctively, he's off in center. First step, you know, the old thing they tell kids, oh, your first step's back. Let me tell you something in major baseball. If you get a seed hit to you in front of you and your first step back, you're cooked. Mm-hmm. You, better be, you better be breaking in real hard, okay? And the good ones do that. That first step back is nonsense, okay? Marsh doesn't have that instinct. He doesn't have that first step intuitive. I got it. And you can see Rojas has it. He's gliding after ball. He's, you know, I mean, he he's going to be an elite center fielder. And he should hit. He's, you know, he's he's hit everywhere he's been. He should hit. And, uh, and yet the Phillies are caught between, you know, do we dare sit short work? Because it always comes back to him. Like, we want him in the lineup. We don't want him out on the field. Okay, we all agree on that. But even offensively, just look at his oh war. It's, it's, he strikes out too much, doesn't hit enough singles, doesn't run the bases. He ends all the rallies. So his oh war isn't good. Forget defense. Scoreboard's oh war. His overall war is below zero for the season. People are oh, that can't be. He's going to hit 50 or more driving 100 walk on it. That's right. He did that last year, too. And he was 1.8. His war right now is Chad has it in front of him probably is a minus I think it's minus zero point nine or let's call it minus one. And that's is the date. That's everything. So an average replacement player from anywhere, okay, or Rojas, is going to make a, a, a bigger contribution to winning than Schwarber is all things considered. Right? That's his forty six home runs in there too. But the Phillies don't treat it that way. Right, they, they just say we're we're stuck with them, and we're going to use them. And you hear our manager make ridiculous comments like, "Well, it's June and July, <laughs> coach. He was terrible in July, but you don't hear that truth, right? That's what I don't get." But yeah, Schwarber is really a one month player. I don't know why he does good in June, but what he does it must be something in the air. I don't know. But look at how far Schwarber has fallen in ability wise. Twenty eighteen, not too long ago, I mean five years now, 
he had 140 strikeouts in 137 games. Call it one-to-one, and that's not great by any means. Now, right. today, he's got 140 strikeouts in 105 games. He's done strikeout the same amount of times in 32 less games, what it comes out to. That, that's, a lo- that's a lot of games. It's a whole month worth of games right there, and he's even on strikeouts. I mean, that's like saying Kyle Schwarber don't strike out the entire month of August right now and be back to where he used to be. I mean, the guy's falling a lot. Even offensively, because his batting average is so low, his home runs, they do not bring the value that it looks like they do on paper when you see a guy who had 46 home runs last year. They just don't. That's the point that nobody understands right there. You just said it, right? Put that up on a blackboard. Let's diagram that sentence. Mm-hmm. The fans don't understand and can't compute and will not compute at 46, at 46 home run player and 100 walks. And, and RBIs isn't contributing in a big way the win percentage, and he's not. And if you and they don't like advanced analytics, Mark. But if you don't dive yeah. into the advanced analytics, you don't get your answer on Schwarber. That's right. If, if you do, and you spread everything, it's jumping at you. It, it's like, oh, it's quite obvious that he is. So of those forty-six home runs we did last year. Five of them decide the outcome of a game, absolutely single-handedly. But he'll lose you ten games on defense. Now, you know, to the guy's credit, he's not supposed to be in left field. We didn't pick him up to play left field. Mm-hmm. Harper being, you know, hurt yeah. back to back years really forced Schwarber into a horrible situation, and he's made the very worst of it. By the way, he's got he's got numbers in left field that are worse than Lusinski's. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, no, it's worse than Lazinski now. Yeah, it's pitiful. He's going to be flipping burgers to it. <laughs> He's going to have his own little rib joint out in center field. It like, better be good. Better yeah. be tasty. All right, so, but, so here, uh, here's, a, here's a question. If I had to ask you, where does Schwarber's power rank in baseball? What number would you say? All right, just define power. Yeah. yeah. Give me a little more Gen- Generically, let's just call it slugging. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, I'd say slug-wise, I'd say he's not in the top 25. Mark, do you care to take a guess? I was saying top 40, honestly. Number 83 in baseball. Wow. I mean, we people wow. are blinded by the home, the home run total at 27. Just look at his slugging. He doesn't hit doubles. He obviously doesn't hit triples. I mean, the one time he had a triple, someone made a joke about it with the Pirates of the Caribbean song. <laughs> yeah, so, which was hilarious, yeah, but also sad. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> it just, I, like, I was ashamed, but clap. Yeah. I missed that. I missed oh, that. Oh, it's hilarious. Oh, All oh, you yeah, hear is great. the Pirates of the Caribbean song, and Schwarbert <laughs> pumping his little arm, oh, just running. Great. Yeah, it's, I Chug think it was, a, so it, it was, I it was a good one. Yeah, I don't know how people come up with this stuff, but that's. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Yeah, but I mean, people are blinded by the the home run total, but there are 82 guys ahead of Schwarber right now that have better power. I mean, overall, just look at slugging percentage. They may not all have more than 27 home runs, but they're hitting doubles or hitting triples. They're contributing yeah. in a slugging percentage manner, and that we just don't get that with Schwarber. If he was hitting 230, it'd be a totally different story. You could make him. You could make a much more valuable case for him, but. At 180 and a leadoff hitter where he's striking out three times a game. And then our two-hitter is lost right now. And and Turner, it it makes it really hard to ask the middle of the lineup to carry the run production. Chad, I'll tell you what. If Trey Turner was in school, I'd be sending his bully, the principal, every day, that low and away (laughs) slider. That low and away slider has been bullying him every single day. He's going to the principal's office every day. 
all right, all things considered, boys, let's talk about it. We're going to make it to the playoffs. We're right there. We're going to be right there the rest of the season, by the way. It's always going to be a game or four. Uh, I, I'm not, you know, real impressed by what's in front of us right now. Right. Same. Uh, yeah, I can't believe the Cardinals have never made a competitive run this year with the lineup they've got, but they have no pitching. So now the Cubs are really warmed up. I think they're seven and three the last ten. I don't know that I believe in the Cubs. Cincinnati looks like they're going to maybe win that division. Who knows? Awesome. Are the Phillies going to make the playoffs, or are we sold on that? I'll start with there. I think the Phillies do make the playoffs. And the only reason why is you look at the last ten games of the schedule. And I because th- I think it comes right down to the wire as it's been. We right. start with three against the Mets, sorry, four against the Mets, and then three against the Pirates, and then lastly three more against the Mets. Right there, those last ten games I think will be the reason the Phillies make the playoffs. Yeah, the, the Mets team have, have already checked out and surrendered for the season. Uh, Mark, you should know this. You know, Chad and I are, are crazy, but that, but that more of a lunatic than my son. Thank God. <laughs> Uh, after the uh, Mets that moved their, their pitcher, uh, Scherzer, on Saturday, mm-hmm. we made a legitimate attempt. This is legitimate now. We did this. We called our local banner uh, plane company that we've used for promotional stuff for Grimley Financial. Okay. There's my advertising pitch for the day. <laughs> we called them and said, can you get us a New York uh, area plane, banner plane? And they hustled. This is all going on Saturday, Saturday night. Uh, we actually reached the company. We said, we want to get the large batter, all right? And we want to get Surrender Dorothy, because one of my buddies said that. And I working. <laughs> they think great mind thing, right? And you cross out Dorothy and put Met. And yes. it's, a very, it's a very lower right corner Phillies fan, okay? Wow, uh, love it. I, and fly that over Coney Island. Oh, yes. <laughs> you want to talk about going viral? Good luck. Uh, would it, the whole area would be sick. The whole area. The, it would just. It'd be on the front page of every sports section of every newspaper in America, every uh, country. Well, we couldn't pull it off in, in the time that we, you know. Uh, and the, and the people were just laughing, like, "Oh my God, what? Yeah. Is, you know, like surrender Dorothy, cross out Dorothy, and mm-hmm. put that." And fly that all over the New York Patriots. Yeah, but the, so they're the mutts of the mutts again for three hundred and fifty million. Uh, the Braves look like they. Uh, where are the weakness? Do the Braves have any weakness? Maybe a couple employees that don't show up for work on time. Right there know. you go. Right there you go. Yeah, they're late. They take an extra long yeah. lunch. A hot dog vendor can't get make it today. We'll find another guy. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's their weakness. They're right. strong. They're yeah. strong. Yeah. yeah. I think the Phillies do make the playoffs because I'm looking at the wild card. The San Francisco Giants have been dying to implode. Yeah. I, I don't see that. That's not going to work. We know it with Crapper, we know it, it's not going to work. Milwaukee, Milwaukee has been a showboat for years for no reason. And Miami's getting legit. They got the pitching now. They have some veterans. They're making some changes. We still have the deadline. We have what, another... 18, how many more hours? 18 hours? Something like that. Yeah. So, 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 you know, I, I'm a little worried by Miami because why, why should we be? And I'm worried about Arizona. I actually think Arizona is a much better team than San Fran. Much, much better. Yeah. And, right. and the Cubs are getting hot. God knows what they're going to do. Who knows? We'll figure this out. But I'm not worried about the, the Central. But I am worried about the West a little because I think the Diamondbacks are really good. 
And I think they, for some reason they can be a lot of spoils, a lot of spoilers. We get a we get a tremendous break on the schedule. I don't have it in front of me, but if you'll bring it up, we go into an unbelievable soft underbelly of the schedule. Uh, wow! As okay, I'm not going to call the Marlins easy because obviously, to your point, they're way more competitive this year, and they mm-hmm. certainly have pitching that can shut us down. But we we have matched up against them pretty good so far. But then we have KC, bud, right? And yep. after. Yeah, so if we got three with the Marlins, then we got three with the Royals, and then we go home against the Nationals for a four-game series. So we should clean up there. And then we're home against the Twins for three, which should be home there should help a lot. Uh, The Twins are doing okay this year. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, there there is a, a... August, if you look at it, it's you know the Blue Jays, then the Giants. Gets a little tricky right. in the middle, but for right. a while, it's it's not the the worst schedule. September September things to get tough. You start September with a three games at the Brewers and then at the Padres. You yep. got the Marlins yep. and the Braves mm-hmm. after Ooh. the Cardinals, Ooh. which gets it easy. But then back to the Braves before we get to those the easy series we talked about with the Mets, Pirates, Mets. Yeah. But so the beginning of September is hard. We can persevere that timeline. We should right. be able to maybe hang in there for the back end, but like baseball, you know, it's you have one bad streak or you go one and nine or something like that, and another team goes eight and two. All of a sudden, it's yeah. the wild card could be could be tricky. But I don't know if I've ever seen a playoff race in a long time that has been this balanced, where you have this many teams competing. You open up that uh, one, one extra wild card does that. Yeah, it's an emotional season too. It's a very emotional season, and and honestly, I guess we have to see what happens tomorrow. And I'd be love to see a new, an, an extra starter. I know we don't use five in the playoffs, but maybe maybe that would be helpful to have those extra guns yeah. in there. And I think if we got another batter, like I love Rojas, I hate to see what not, doesn't happen in Philly oh, for him. Yeah. But, and uh, in March, you know, can he play left field? Another question. But I think yeah. if we just see what happens, I mean, it's a tough season. No matter what, it's hard to hit a fastball. It is hard. So I don't know. Yeah, they just when you throw him at 101. Oh, I can't even but see that fast. They and they do hit them though. That's the crazy part. You know, Bobby Witt. Nope. Bobby Witt's home run the other day. A grand slam off Durant hit like 102 miles an hour but in that. a grand slam at like 12 at night. I'm sleeping. Right. How's he doing that? 102. That's how they do that. At 102, Mark. The baseballs. I've said this many times in the podcast. <laughs> baseballs hits. It's a true story, by the way. Over 95, they hits. They make a zip that. <laughs> And you're like, what the hell is that? First time yeah. I set up in the picture machine in I I heard this hissing sound. <laughs> and I said to the kids, what's that? And Chad said, that, that's a baseball. And the last one was 93. <laughs> that's below 95. <laughs> what's 95? It sounds like it's got hair and some fire coming in. You know? And, and sounds like they're getting shot at with a snake yeah. attached to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they say, uh, go hunt a pitch you like. Oh, let me tell you something. That's a short hunting trip, isn't it? Yeah, Go hunt doesn't... something you like. Yeah, yeah. it's over in point three. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that'll look good is my outfit. That's about it. <laughs> All right, boys, what do we miss, bud? We got anything else to talk about? Well, we hit the major things. We hit the division. We hit the wild card, the playoffs coming up. We kind of covered most of the uh, big topics. The only yeah. other thing is what do you think the Phillies may or may not do with the trade deadline? Or I guess maybe the question is, Will there be a major move made? Tweak. No, tweak. Uh, Dombrowski's going to tweak. He's a great tweaker. Uh, and he's a, he, he's good at that. And uh, he compliments with a knee, not a eye. 
so he will complement the team. He'll do something. Uh, they're not moving Rojas. So they're, they're not moving now. They got yeah, that other not. guy down there, Triple A. They could move Chad the lefty that we won't bring up. Uh, Simon Muziati, yeah, he's hitting like three thirty, yeah. having a great Triple A. He would seem like a good trade candidate. And there's a bunch mm-hmm. of guys in Double A. And I get it, you don't want to hurt the future. But at the right. same time, if you got Harper and Trey Turner for a couple more years of prime, maybe on Trey Turner, we're also very much in a win-now mentality. Yeah. So yeah. why not trade some of those guys in double-A and try to get a huge aim? I don't know who we'd get. but The, the hugest thing I've heard was Paul Goldschmidt, but that was for Rojas and like two other guys. I'm just afraid to deplete the farm again. Please don't deplete. Not a, I'll tell you, two weeks ago, I was really excited thinking that Bellinger would be on the market. Now he's off now. Not, but just think what he does. He gives the power bat, big range, okay, reach. Uh, no, I'm not thinking basketball. He makes all kinds of athletic plays in the outfield. DRS is unbelievable. Now he's got his bat and average back up. He's got rid of that 34 launch angle that he fell into. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy now is back to being a hell of a complete player. He mm-hmm. can't year oh man and he can play first base and he can play first base yeah right he he would have solved like eight problems you know yeah i love him i'd love him too it's a shame i didn't know if the cubs would possibly take schwarber back uh i mean how would you call that you know moving up you know you get rid of bellinger you take schwarber and moderately player and you sell tell the cubs fans that that was a plus trade yeah it doesn't sound like it but you can tell the Cubs fans we've got 50 home runs, 100 walks, 100 RBIs. I love calling Schwarber, right? He's a proof of commodity there. It's only, I, he's inconsistent. I don't know if any of that rationale would have would have been anything. But boy, I would have been so excited to see Bellinger. And I like it, but would the second player have to be like a Griff McGarry type player or would it have to be just a whatever reliever? No, it would have to be somebody good. Now, that's the thing. Good. That's the thing. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, for value, you got to give something, right? No, I, agree. I agree. I agree. That would be consideration. So, I just like, wish we had more guns to, to, to sell, though. I wish we did. Yeah. When you look at the Dodgers right now, with the guys that called up, and the other day they showed the list on MLB, they had eight mm-hmm. top 100. And that's eight more guys in top 100. We've already brought up like four. They're like, how can they have eight guys in top 100? Baltimore still has six. Five. I mean, these teams that have done better than us, not only in the draft, but in the international pool, they've clobbered us better. It's not just marginal better. They have just completely ate our lunch. And Mm -hmm. we're picking the piper for that. You know, Mm -hmm. now, if you listen to Bo, he talks about the Treasures, where they're, I think, just 35 games over 500. They got a bunch of guys on that team. Uh, that are athletic, fast, high bat and average on base, not 40 home run guys, but uh, uh, Corbin Carroll kind of players. You know, they can steal 40 bases and hit 310. I love those kind of players. You know? Yeah, I, love, I do love that Corbin Carroll. He's great. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and that's fun. probably the future of baseball right now with the expanded bases. I mean, you're going to see guys that are just stealing left and right. Build a team that's around true. high average, you know, good on base percentage guys, maybe a little less power. That's fine because they'll steal, I don't know, a couple hundred bags a season between all of them. And yeah. that could be a way to move to go about and moving forward. I mean, the stolen bases are so are so much higher right now. Let's let's try that out. And that's my question. Like Chad's saying something that is looking towards the future. Do these managers that are older, do they stay so stuck in their ways they're not thinking with the new baseball? Because here's the deal. Hockey's new. The new hockey, there's not as much fighting. 
There's right. different type. There's different. There's more speed now. So baseball, there's bigger bases, more stolen base situations. Now, it's a new game again, and I think that maybe Thompson does, doesn't understand that. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, you have to wonder. I mean, uh, in, in the that brings up a good point about uh, Turner not you know base wars. He's twenty for twenty fielding. So, man, if you throw a little high, no, a lot higher on base percentage, this guy's got 20 more, and they're doubles. You know, you're on first, you steal second. It's a double, mm-hmm. right? Right. Uh, but th- so that's one of the things we have to hope to improve, keep our fingers crossed. The good thing is we are pitching, and uh, pitching will cover up a whole uh, a variety of ills. Uh, yeah. So we just got to hope that the you know, batting wise should come through. In some clutch situations, start hitting with runners on base and two outs. All the things we're not doing, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, so what are we going to do, Chad? Are we going to rant, rave out of here? <laughs> whatever you, whatever you want, rant or rave. I'll, uh, Mark. What do you want to lead us off? Um, that Mark in the leadoff spot. Okay, I'm still, I'm still upset with Thompson. So I'm going to go a little bit more about Christopher Sanchez. Again, as we all know. If his the ball's in his hands, you give the ball to the starting pitcher. He leads the team out to the to the first inning. If you know he's there, he's he's the reason they're there. If he says I'm good to go, then he's good to go. The the fact that he was pulled with in, if, with a no hitter, and that also shows that like they don't you know he has like a two point something ERA, but he's zero three. Has all these no decisions. Like give the guy a little bit more leeway, give him more clout. He was good to go, and if he was sick, it's like okay, well he still came to work though. Like if if I'm sick and I'm going to go to work, I'm going to go to work and then come home when it, when the job's done. Like if you go to work, you work. You don't say I'm sick. And exactly. And the fact that he was still out there and he was pitching hard and it was now it was nicer yesterday. It wasn't as hot, but my fact the fact is that he said he was good to go and the manager didn't listen and that's wrong. That's really wrong and that really that can bother a clubhouse. That can bother if I if I did that to one of my wrestlers or whatever. The whole team would recognize that and say, "Man, they don't believe in me." It's a, it's a culture adjusting downward. One hundred percent correct. At the, end, at the end of the day, Mark, you show up to work, you don't get special treatment. If you wanted, you no. would have stayed home. If you were sick, you'd stay home. You show up to work, treat me like a normal person here. You know, let's go. I'm I'm not sick. If I'm sick, it don't matter. I go to work. You go to work. Take care of your family. That's what you do. Yeah, this is Philadelphia. We're you know we're known yeah. for being tough. Yeah. He's got, he's using words like tummy ache and stuff. <laughs> tummy ache. Tummy I was big one. You know, you got to get me here. How, if, he, if he had a tummy ache through five, the, Chad broke his nose <laughs> at one pregame. Our true story, uh-huh. Chad broke his nose and goes four for four. Now, I don't know he breaks his nose. I'm watching it from the left field stand. Mm-hmm. doing other stuff. I do notice he goes four for four. I don't miss that. So after the game, he does all his post-game stuff, like Lou Brock, you know, all that. And then I wait for him, and I wait for him. He's always the last guy out. Always the last guy out. Yeah, it's like he's signing autographs or something. I'm like waiting for him. He gets in the car. I see two black guys and a nose four times the size of mine. That's a good question. What the hell happened? He goes, I broke my nose in the pregame. Yep. And I said, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, you're four for four. Break it every Sunday. Break it up. something to play for. Yeah, break it every Sunday, buddy. You're four yeah. for four. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, uh, he didn't gain any fans by the move. No. Explanation, man. Oh, he threw, that was Yeah, yeah. He, he threw gas in the fire with his explanation. I'm going to give well, a shout-out to a guy that hustles all the time, JT. It scores from first on a double where he's hustling. And I'll tell you, going around second base, 
he was he had speed, you know, certainly better than any catcher in baseball. He's a great athlete. He could be doing a little bit better offensively. Catches a lot of games. Right now, he's still second in Major League Baseball war for catchers. I mean, he puts up enough numbers. He's a smart player. He's unbelievable behind the plate. Uh, he's throwing runners out. He hustles. He gives you 110% every single game. Pitchers love him. Uh, so I'm just going to give a shout-out to JT. Yeah, he could be doing better offensively, no doubt about it. But he's, he's right. notorious for having a good August-September. So I'm counting on that, raising the OPS a little bit. And he's fine with me. But, uh, you know, I love watching JT play. Mm-hmm. I love the leader. I love the tough guy part of it. He's a leader. He's a leader for sure. So right, what do you got, bud? You want to bring us home? Well, I've been ranting the whole show, so I'll just stick with my entire show was my rant. I mean, I could go on and talk about the Phillies. If we're going to make physical mistakes, that's fine. That's going to happen. But then these mental mistakes out there where we're not communicating on fly balls, we're not running the bases properly, that just, you got to clean that up before playoff time. You can't expect to go deep or do anything and not play playing just the basic fundamentals right, how to field a ground ball, how to call off a third baseman and how to run the bases. Basic stuff yeah, there. That's all I got on them. Well, when Harper breaks her home and reads the ball and stops, let me tell you something. You've already made two mistakes. When you break for home, it's head down. That's right. You're, you're in the best sprint position. And anybody will tell you, and I wasn't a track guy, that best sprint position isn't looking to see what's going on in right field. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's his first mistake. Secondly, even though the guy's got a gun, he is a catcher out there, and he made a hell of a throw. Harper beats that. He was up the third base line. So he's going to beat that anyway. But Harper's got to remember to stop sliding past the bag and reach it back with his left hand because of his injury. Harper's given up a full body on plays at bases. He keeps sliding feet. He's so aggressive. Back. <laughs> And then reach it back with his left. <laughs> but his six-foot body has already passed the bag. He's you know going He's given up six feet, bud. So if you don't want to go in head first because of the injury, I get that. Then go in feet first with your yeah. toes. But yeah. you can't keep sliding by the bag. <laughs> reach it back in with your left hand. And, and, and the defender's waiting for you with the mitt. Uh, Chad, have you picked up on that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bryce says, why run 90? I'd rather run 95 feet. Yeah, 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 exactly. You got it. All right, but why don't you get a, you get a hold of us and all that stuff? Well, as Mark, always. Yeah, Mark, it was a pleasure having you on today. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Of course. And so, as always, you can get us at 609-828-5569. That's Chuck Sell there. We have guests coming on. We have, you know, uh, you know friends coming on, guests coming on, whatever it is. If you want to shoot Chuck a text, get some questions about the Phillies, feel free, feel free. Uh, you can also get us at speakingofsportspod.com, speaking of sports for all the social media purposes. Have a good show, man. Last week we hit the top three shows in, in America, which is pretty good, bud. I'm proud of that. Yeah, well, none of that's true, by the way, but it really sounds good to say, doesn't it? <laughs> you had me, I believe it. Look, if you're, li- if you're still listening <laughs> at this point, then, we, then we know... Yeah, they, yeah, we don't want the facts anyway. Good story. We'll just go with it, right? <laughs> All right, guys. Do well. Thanks, I'll Mark. Have a good week. Thanks. All right, guys. See ya. See ya. Cheerio. Hold those left side down. Bye bye.